Your ability to succeed in marriage is making God the head of your relationship. Hi everyone and welcome to Fusion Marriage Podcast with Madonna. This is where I'd like us to take the opportunity to discuss how to draw closer to your spouse by drawing closer to God, how to bring up children in the family, the God kind of way, finances, in-laws and so much more. I've been married for 13 years and counting by God's grace and I'd like to share some of my experiences and challenges and how I've learned to overcome it through prayer and the word of God. I hope you find these podcast sessions useful. Thank you. Welcome to today's episode, The Christian Home. One may ask, what is a Christian home? A Christian home is where husband and wife, parents and children, live together in love and peace, devoted to God and to each other. The Christian home is an atmosphere, a place you look forward to, a welcoming place. Let's take heaven for example. Heaven is God's home. When you read the Bible, it talks of the streets of gold, the mansions, the flowers. But when you take God out of the picture, I don't think it's going to be the same because you need God's presence, his spirit and glory for heaven to be what it is. In the same way, it's the wife or mother who builds or brings down the home. And Proverbs 14 verse 1 shows us this. It reads, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Now, let's look at the first couple, Adam and Eve. When God created them, he put them in the Garden of Eden, and that was their home. A garden is a beautiful place, full of flowers, it smells nice, It would have some fruits, herbs, and food. To maintain a garden, you need to nurture it, tilt the land, prune any dead leaves, and get your hands dirty. So we can translate the same to the Christian home. A Christian home must be beautiful, smell nice, and a place you can also find food. From the same story, the Bible says God used to visit Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. So a Christian home should also be a place where you can feel the presence of God. You hear Christian music and see a Bible. That's a Christian home. So today, I'd like to talk about three ways you can develop a Christian home. The first thing is to make God the focus of your home. And I'll read Isaiah 26 verse 3, which says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because He trusts in you. The first three years of our marriage was the most challenging time for us and I almost gave up. All I saw was Isaac's faults and I thought he always misunderstood me. I was so consumed in trying to change him and for him to get things from my perspective. And this is when I learned that what consumes your mind has a way of controlling your life. So let's try as Christian couples to focus on the God of possibilities and not the challenges we face in our marriages or our insecurities, but rather rely on God's strength, not our strength. So when I hit the point that I knew I could not help myself any longer, I started to focus on God for help. And this is when I started to have the peace that God will take care of things. I think this made me slow to speak and slow to anger and gradually things started getting better in our marriage. 
Another reason why it's important to make God the focus of our homes is because peace and love comes from above. You may have a big bed, but it is God that grants sleep because the Bible says he gives sleep to his beloved. You may have a perfect marriage, but not see it because it's God that gives you the ability to be content with what you have. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. So as we focus on him, he blesses our homes with intangible gifts money cannot buy. So now with that being said, I'll move on to the second point and this is let the Bible be your manual. Apply biblical principles in your home. Always think what Jesus would do if he was in your situation or what does the Bible say about your situation. There are several biblical principles that apply in our homes I think an example I'll read from Romans 12 verse 18, which reads, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So if it depends on you to start a confrontation or argument, you can avoid this. Why not? Proverbs 22 verse 6 also talks about how you can train children, which tells us, train up the child the way he should go. This emphasizes the need for discipline. The Bible also has very beautiful principles like husband love your wives, like Christ loved the church. Once you keep applying these principles in your home, it makes it a Christian home. My best and final point is family worship. I think it's such a beautiful thing. You see, prayer answers all things. Isaac is more spiritual than I am. And in the quest to help me build my spirituality, he encouraged the family quiet time. This is because I was struggling to do my quiet time. We usually choose a book in the Bible we decide to cover and we read 10 verses every single day. We wake up about 4 a.m. every morning and we set this time because it's a time the kids are not awake, there's less distractions, and it's the time we can maintain with our current work patterns and getting those kids ready to school. When we wake up, we sing a couple of songs and we pray and Isaac usually leads, which is okay with me. We thank God and we make a conscious effort to count our blessings literally and name them one by one. We also intercede for our family members. We pray about ambition, goals for our children and any dreams he may have had that troubles us. We also pray for our Christian lives. After that, we read the 10 verses from the book or the Bible we have decided to focus on. Isaac then shares what he's learned and how he's going to apply it and I do the same. We pray about it and hopefully try and remember it during the and through the day. Sometimes I do forget, but I try to prompt myself and um, remember what I did for my quiet time during the day. I think this has really saved us because if you have an argument and we sleep over it, the next morning we know we must do our quiet time together. When we usually start singing, that's after an argument, our songs of worship, you find me not putting my back into it and probably moaning. Isaac, the key is too high or my throat is dry or because I'm still upset about the previous day's event. But you know what? The Holy Spirit speaks to me, to my conscience and lets my pride go knowing that this time is not about us, it's about God. And by praying and making God the focus yet again, God softens my heart and I let go of everything that's upsetting me. This is such a beautiful way of depending on Christ to develop a Christian home. For our kids, the older one is 10, 
and we've instilled in him the values of having his quiet time. He has his quiet time every morning for 10 minutes with a devotional and writes what he's learned in his quiet time notebook. We try to check the notebook to see how he's getting on. I usually do this in the evenings because I can't do that in the morning because of the rush hour. And sometimes if I'm not able to do it in the evening, I just hold off till the end of the week and check it. But my three-year-old, he's not able to do his quiet time at this age. So we've taught him how to pray. So when he wakes up, he prays. During lunch, he prays. And at night time, he prays. We've just instilled the value of praying in him. It's just a simple prayer we've taught him. Mighty God, thank you for for today. Cover me with the blood of Jesus, I pray. Amen. That's it. We also try to come together on Saturdays to pray as a family. This is to teach our children the value of worship, family worship to say. We sing a few songs together and we try to keep it to one hour because the kids are involved in the whole quiet time. So we don't want to prolong it. My three-year-old doesn't pray, but he understands the need to be respectful and calm when it's prayer time. But he keeps asking, Mommy, have we finished yet? And I just keep just telling him that, no, you're still talking to God. And he just keeps quiet. The eldest prays but finishes quickly. And I prompt him of other things he can add to his prayer. And I tend to pray more in words so he hears me pray rather than speak in tongues. When we finish the prayer time, I read them a Bible story, explain it to them and ask them what they've learned. After that, Isaac lays hands on each of them and prays for them. This is also to teach them that blessings flow from your parents. So that's how we've tried to develop our Christian home by focusing on God, using biblical principles and having family worship. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I'm sure some of you may already be doing it and I pray for more grace for you to carry on. For those who aren't but have the desire to try, let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the life of anyone listening to this podcast and has a desire to build a Christian home where you are the focus, where you are the head and your presence is felt and the children know and love you. God, I pray, send forth your Holy Spirit to give wisdom and make a way for this to be possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and see you on the next Fusion Podcast.